0: Really thinking like a green room backstage somewhere that you guys are going to get
1: sorry i hit the button and, and Gina was like mid-sentence i was like oh no i already pushed the button That's right. um <laughs> welcome to spelltown mentality podcast i'm your host ben randy is here
2: Hey everybody! Uh, it's Silent Bob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Ben
0: and Randy. Thanks for having me.
1: And our guest for today is co-founder and uh, business developer Gino from Speedweed. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> for I. Me. Uh,
0: I'm glad we got a it you got you.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome to the show. Thanks. So tell and me, what's, me the, what's the show about? Give me a nice show. Yeah.
1: The show is about you at this moment in time.
2: (laughs) It's not really about anything. It's a a show about nothing. Kind of like Seinfeld, but without any of the talent whatsoever. I got it. Or the timing.
0: I'll fit right in.
1: Or the delivery.
0: Or the delivery.
2: (laughs) Or the interesting. God, that was a good
1: show. (laughs) I know. It was (laughs) such a good show. Um, As a New Yorker, uh,
0: Seinfeld is from my hometown, Massapequa. Um, and, uh, uh, as a New Yorker, you know, growing up, seeing Seinfeld, uh, you know, blow up so big and, and, you know, the whole show being based around New York city was really, uh, you know, something, something special. I, I, I think that I probably hold that as, as one of my top five shows of all time.
1: Yeah, it was a good show. Um, you catch a lot of reruns. Yeah they're they're always on tv oh, I mean, if
0: you're, if you're in new york uh they would have places everywhere that was a part of seinfeld you could go see if you want to go see the soup nazi you could actually go to the soup nazi you know
1: yeah i've heard that yeah like even even like i was saying even still like you're flipping to the channels you see seinfeld you just kind of stop yeah so yeah. it's just it's always a good go-to if you got nothing going on Anyways, I always enjoyed it, man. I was going to, I mean, me and Gino have been talking for what, three, four weeks, almost every day. So (laughs) I feel like I know you already, but
0: let me go back one second. So one of the greatest uh, nights of my life was at the comedy store where uh, for the first time in over 20 years, Seinfeld popped in and he hadn't been on stage in in over 20 years because he had a falling out with Mitzi Shore. And, uh, and I got to witness that set for that. He went on for about an hour at, at 2 AM in the OR. And, uh, again, uh, there was maybe 20 of us in the entire room. So it was really, really something once in a lifetime and unique and, 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 uh, you know, thank, I'm very fortunate to, to get to see stuff like that.
1: How was the, um, how was the set?
0: It was great. I mean, mainly, he talked about why he hadn't been to the store and his falling out with Mitzi, you know, and he did it in a, uh, very, in a hilarious way without any, uh, vindictiveness, although, you know, he would still put in his punches, like, and I did wind up having the most successful show in the, in the country, you know, cause it was cause Mitzi banned him before he got successful. And then, once uh, Seinfeld hit, uh, she didn't ban him. Uh, she wasn't giving him him sets. Um, and uh, once Seinfeld hit, he thought that, um, you know, he would see Mitzi around in L.A. here. And uh, he thought that she would start giving him uh, spots, but she didn't. And uh, so he kind of... Um, I don't want to say uh, was uh, angry at her. That's not the r- the right word. Again, uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He did it in a very comedic way about their their feud or or whatever that um, you know. Even though he got to become the most successful, uh, co- con- you know, comedian at the time, she stuck to her guns that she felt like uh, he he didn't he didn't belong on the main stage. Uh, you know, get getting the sweet spots at the comedy store. So. So it was just interesting. Uh, uh, and again, uh, he told, he told the story a lot funnier than I could relay it.
1: So for those of you who don't know, Gino, he, uh, obviously Speedweed and some other, uh, entrepreneur endeavors. And, um, but he, he, you know, hangs out at the comedy store all the time and he has all these great stories about some, some of the most epic comedians you've ever heard of. So, it's, uh, sure. it's definitely fun to listen to. When Gino starts going off on, on some of the people he's hung out with, it's pretty great.
0: Again, I'm in a, in a very fortunate position. Um, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Everyone knows Speedweed because it's the sexiest business that I have. Um, yeah. Of course, uh, that's what puts me on uh, Joe Rogan's program. Um, It's what he talks about when he's put me on his Instagram and things like that, even though me and him are are good friends. Uh, Of course, uh, it's my business that he's shouting out. So for the fans, they see my business more than just our friendship. You know, no one would care if he was just saying, hey, this is my buddy Gino. Who cares? You know? Uh, But people care about, you know, seeing uh, um, when I give him a big, huge trunk of of uh, of cannabis, you know, uh, the last one we got him was about thirty thousand dollars worth of cannabis. We refill it every November after he does Sober October. Then in November we refill it. And then we refill it on 420 um, as well. So uh, uh, so that's one of my businesses. Again, gets me there. Gets me a lot of media. It's gotten me on the cover of GQ magazine. I've um, uh, been on the cover of LA Times uh, multiple times. been on the cover of New York Times, um, as well as been on every uh, uh, network you can imagine on TV, uh, doing interviews, uh, You know, MSNBC, uh, uh, CNN, CNN uh e network um you know everyone you can think of again for cannabis so that's always, that's the sex, sexy uh part of uh what I do that gets a lot of notoriety but i also own a couple other companies i own uh a, a candle uh company a fulfillment company uh and a studio and my studio is better box uh studios which is here in the heart of hollywood where we do a lot of the shows for the comedy store. So I produce, uh, Jeremiah wonders, which is part of the kill Tony crew. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah Watkins, as well as Josh Wolf, uh, uh, At my studio, we do Kurt Metzger. Um, we do, um, uh, all Freddie Prince Jr. Stuff. We do Adam Hunter who does MMA roasted. Uh, we do Kevin Mack's show. We do, uh, Uh, during, uh, COVID, we were doing Kill Tony, uh, here during the interim while the comedy store was closed. Uh, we were doing the roast battle here. Uh, so, um, so, and a bunch of other, other shows. So, so again, uh, even though the speedweed is the sexy part of the, of, uh, what people care about in the media, behind the scenes in Hollywood, I might do a lot of production. I mean, you can look up my IMDb page. It's as long as any actors, uh, from just producing a lot of shows. Uh, So, uh, uh, so I do sponsor a lot of shows that are at the comedy store, uh, just because these are my friends' shows and I want them to get the sponsorship and I have that ability. And then with my, my relationships, uh, I've been able to use my resources to help a lot of comics who aren't on level on the Joe Rogan level, you know, that are coming up. I've been able to help, help them create great content that, uh, is helping them become an even even bigger star
1: yeah we've even talked about a sponsorship but i told gino like we don't have any listeners in la so that's not going to work out too well for you on your end <laughs>
0: Just give me one one order one order in la uh, that says, uh a small town mentality and uh we'll put a sponsorship in yeah
1: yeah tell them we sent you um, no go back to thirty
2: thousand dollars worth of weed <laughs>
0: Yeah, so if you go on to, yeah, go on to uh, Joe's Instagram, just last week uh, he posted a picture of me refilling the box. Uh, if you went back to November, you, there's a video with 2 million views of him opening the box and it lights up. And uh, it's like, um, you know, it's a really nice presentation. It's a, it's a military locker. Again, as you open it, it lights up. On the top row, I have everything that, that, um, I sponsor with. So you got, uh, 21 blunts, uh, there, you got, uh, 21 eighths, uh, you know, to, to give away a bunch of edibles, uh, uh, the edibles, uh, he made a video of, um, was me telling them how they work. One of them is, uh, uh, it's a lollipop. After you eat the lollipop, you, you plant the stick and it grows a cannabis plant. So nice. uh, it has a seed embedded in the stick. So that's, what, uh, again, the, um, what uh, I was showcasing, and that's what he took a video of, of um, uh, me putting into the box. So now that's the top row. Under that is um, grab, bags. <laughs> uh, uh, grab bags for everyone who's on the show. So everyone who, who's on the show that that's a smoker gets – a to-go bag that has, uh, you know, an eighth of pre-rolls in it, a bunch of edibles, a vape, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I've uh, you, you do a lot of stuff with Kill Tony where you're, like, always giving away $500 worth of Speedweed and stuff sure. like that. Tons of gives, yeah. giveaways and cool stuff like that.
0: So pre-COVID, like? Yeah, pre-COVID, we had, um, uh, I, I don't even know how many weeks in a row of sold-out Kill Tonys. um We were the momentum was tremendous. Uh, So for the last uh, year and a half, I've been giving out five hundred dollars a box like this, uh, uh, filled with uh, products, uh, about five hundred dollars worth of value, to a uh, member of the audience every single night. So um, you know, so it's unfortunate uh, with COVID that we don't have live audiences anymore. You know, I'm not able to give it out and send it somewhere. You know, it has to be it has to be uh, someone who's 21 can prove it is uh, you know is able to have and a in
1: place, yeah a yeah. place that has it legalized
0: yeah and regulation you can't send send anything through the mail yeah
1: so it's pretty much LA exclusive for the for the cool speedweed stuff for it's the so cool
0: speedweed stuff however i do have a cbd line that's launching oh, uh Linked, um, called Fruitful CBD, and that'll be ready probably in the next 30 days. We're just uh waiting for the clearinghouse, uh, uh for the credit cards to be attached. Um, but uh, that's going to be linked right on speedweed.com. So if you do want um, any kind of CBD products, uh, you know, uh, I'll have those, including uh, pre rolls. So if you want to just smoke CBD pre rolls, you'll be able to keep nice. us
1: in mind for that, <laughs> anyways. Um <laughs> I was going to ask you um where it all started because I think that's one story I haven't heard from you yet is like how did you how did you guys get into speedweed in the first place
0: So uh I'm from New York, a uh, New Yorker um and uh my business previous uh to living out in California was a software company and me and my brother were uh, partners in it and um And the financial crisis hit uh, in 2008, and um, I was working mainly with government clients. My software company was one of three approved to sell to Congress. Um, So when uh, the financial crisis hit, um, Congress and the government stopped paying their bills. For a small software company, when I got approved to sell to Congress as one of three companies, I thought uh, I hit the big one, and, and, and that's it um but uh then in 2008 congress stopped paying their bills as well as uh other government agencies so uh i had to make a decision on what <coughs> excuse me what to do um so i decided i was going to move out from from new york back out to california where my brother was and we'll just start figuring out how to write uh, software for non-government clients things like that uh so i moved out to california um and uh, by the way, uh, the reason uh, the other two companies that were approved to sell Congress, my biggest competitor was a company called Lockheed Martin, uh, who, uh, as everyone knows, is uh, uh, one of the largest companies in the world. They make uh, planes and and uh, you know weapons and and all sorts of stuff. So um, they could afford to get through the financial crisis and not get paid on a. Software, whereas a small company like mine with ten people wouldn't be able to survive. So anyway, I moved out to California to be closer to my brother. Decide, hey, what kind of turn are we going to take in in our businesses? Because we've always been entrepreneurs, um, and uh, since I've been uh, a grower, um, I you know even though I was working uh, in New York uh, for uh, doing government software. Uh, I was still counterculture. Uh, I had uh, had a grow going, uh, you know, was uh, uh, a, um, the legality in New York wasn't there. So uh, it was an underground thing. I had to learn how to grow without any YouTube. There was no YouTube. There was no, uh, no one to talk to. I had to learn how to do it with black and white books, uh, um, you know, uh, that were out in the, the early 90s. So um, so when I got to California, I said, you know, it's legal here. I'm just going to start a grow out here and I'll put a few extra thousand dollars a month in our pocket from a grow because I could just go sell it to a dispensary at that point. Um, you know, again, we're talking 2008. It's the beginning of the, of the cannabis boom in, in uh, California, the green rush. So uh, so it was kind of like the Wild West. If you had, had good product, you could sell it anywhere you want. No regulations. So, uh, so I did that and I, um, my brother, who's my partner, always rented the houses in New York for me that, uh, I, I, uh, worked with. So when I got to California, he said, okay, so where are you going to put it up? you got a place that you want to rent to do it? I said, no, I'm just going to do it here in, in your apartment. And, uh, he said, what? I said, Oh, let me, I'm going to take over this living room for four months and let, let's see what, what happens. Let's make a few thousand dollars and then, then we'll move, move it out. So I took over his living room. I was sleeping on his couch cause I was selling my house in New York and I was traveling back and forth. I had a, had a government job, um, given to me, uh, uh, by Elliot Spitzer, a former governor of, um, New York, um, who wound up in some trouble. Uh, I was the gambling inspector of New York uh, for the L- Long Island District. Now, it turns out there's not, no gambling in New York. So I had this nice, cushy job where I didn't have to do much. But what I did have to do was go inspect bingos. That's all they have on Long Island for gambling. So I used to go get my Uh, ass pinched by little old ladies and make sure people weren't stealing from them. But people were always stealing from them. Uh, But that's a, that's a whole nother story. Uh, We had to send someone to jail for stealing $500,000. So anyway, I had this great job. So I'd be fly, I would fly back and forth as I put up this, this grow. So I'd spend two weeks in New York, two weeks in California, two weeks, New York, two weeks in California. So I put up this grow in a tent Put a, uh, a lot of money into it to start out, uh, you know, and uh, and I had to uh, let my brother, uh, who is my partner again, uh, take care of the grow while I was in New York. So right near the end of the grow, I'm coming back from one of my New York trips again uh, after two weeks. Uh, I get back to the grow and I unzip the tent. And as I unzip it, I see the worst thing you could see spider webs now. People go, oh, spiders! Why, why is that the worst thing? When I said to my brother, "Why didn't you tell me there was spider, there was webs here?" He said, "Oh, I think there was spiders, so they eat bugs, so that's good for, for things." Turns out, webs are never good for cannabis. Those are spider mites, and they eat through your cannabis. So, I spent all you know, I spent uh, all the money I was traveling with because I was waiting for the, my house to sell uh, on this grow. And now everything is ruined. What do I? What do I do? I did everything I could to try and save this this grow. Uh, I used neem oil, which is an uh, organic uh, type of insecticide. Didn't work. Um, I uh, went out and I bought thousands of ladybugs, and I released them in the tent inside my brother's apartment. It you know uh, where you zip? You think a zipper holds things? Zipper doesn't hold anything. There was there was uh, uh, ladybugs everywhere. However, the ladybugs were eating the spider mites. It was working. It just wasn't working fast enough. So I had to invest in a predator mite, which are no, little creepy crawly things. I had to release them. Now remember, I'm sleeping on the couch five feet from this. So right now I have. Predator mites that I released 10,000 predator mites, mites in there. I ha, It's uh, like a scene out of Lord of the Rings. I have, um, uh, you open it up and you see these these mites, which look like little crabs almost on the plants, on their webs. And there are other mites coming up and fighting them and they fight and eat each other. And then you have ladybugs swooping down and also eating them. So uh, it was a crazy scene. Eventually got rid of all the mites. However, the cannabis turned out terrible. So I was like, what do I do? I can't sell it. I just lost four months of my life. I lost a big investment. Now I got to start over, you know, with in the the middle of the living room and now um, in California, you know, Uh, so um, so now we're coming and we were coming into summertime. It was going to get hot. It was it was was terrible. Um, I was defeated. Now, my brother, who is a, um, a Mensa member, very smart guy, um, has a, a, you know, he likes to say he has a, a black belt in homework, got it right online, started looking up um, papers uh, about cannabis. And he found a paper from the 70s about how to extract can- cannabinoids from cannabis um, from a, a paper from Berkeley in the 70s. So he said, look, I'm going to go try and do this. I said, I, I never even heard of that in 2008. Um, there was no such thing as concentrate. If you wanted to make brownies, you, you would do it by making butter with the leaves. It, it had nothing to do with extraction. So he went to uh, the science store and set up a, an extraction um, uh, lab right in our, in our kitchen. Looked like Breaking Bad. So, um, so he extracts the cannabis and out comes this oil. And I was like, great, what do we do with it now? Uh, and uh, again, no one was doing oil back then or anything like that. And since we had oil... We said, well, we can make some edibles. And instead of making brownies or anything like that, we were the first ones to ever make gummy bears in in California, first one to ever sell gummy bears in California. So we created uh, this gummy bear line as as well as a a ton of other products. Um, And since I come from a business background, in 2008, no one else was business minded in cannabis. It was all stoners going, hey, we're legal now. So let's, you know, don't arrest us. But it was all still. So so stoner. Uh, you go into a dispensary. The edibles would be a brownie in saran wrap with an Avery label on it. Uh, you don't know who made that. You know, was that made in uh, you know on s- someone's kitchen with a cat crawling across the counter? You you know, uh, it would say triple X. X doesn't mean anything. This isn't uh, ninth grade math. Uh, you know, uh, you need to know milligrams. So what I did was. I went out and I had a nutritionist test our our products and I used that nutritional information and I made really nice printed bags that were vacuum sealed and professional like you would see in any, uh, uh, you know, supermarket. So quickly, um, I started selling to dispensaries. I wound up selling to 60 dispensaries in 60 days, open that many accounts. It's unheard of in cannabis these days. So. Uh, So that went well enough. And since I was not trying to hide, I put my website right on the packaging. I started getting just regular customers hitting me up personally. Hey, can you deliver these gummy bears? So Speedweed started as a gummy bear delivery service because people were just writing us directly. We said, all right, why don't we do this? Quickly, after two months of people ordering thousands and thousands of, of dollars of gummy bears, we said, why don't we just add cannabis and everything else to the menu? So a friend of mine, again, this is way back pre-regulation, who was a grower from North, North, uh, NorCal, just gave me two pounds, said, pay me when, uh, after it sold. We added them to the menu and we were off to the races. Now, I was very fortunate that I had a lot of celebrity friendships, uh, relationships. Um, I built them really quickly once I got to California. So, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, Joe became uh, me and Joe Rogan became pretty close around 2009. Um, and uh, of course, his celebrity endorsement was big. Um, Miley Cyrus was smoking our our stuff and Instagramming it w- when she was in her height of smoking. Uh, so that help, helped out a lot um, uh, as well as a t- ton of ton of other celebrities. So. Um, Speedweed started becoming known as kind of like um, a cool little exclusive celebrity type of club um, and uh, gained a lot of momentum. Like I said, uh, because, of, uh, because of those celebrity endorsements and what we were doing, we were ahead of the curve. Uh, everyone else was um, trying to just not get arrested, whereas we were embracing it as a business and applying real business uh, principles to cannabis, whereas uh, uh, other people were cannabis people trying to figure out the business end. Um, yeah. So because of that, we got a lot of notoriety and a lot of media attention. I, I think I might have meandered uh, somewhere, out there, but that's how Speedweed got started. That's
1: all good. I was, I,
0: I, I, uh, I'll say this. Speedweed got started by a terrible, terrible mistake. And, uh, thank God the the grow went terrible because if it didn't, I would have never gotten to that point.
1: That's how I feel like most, uh, most businesses start somehow is like you fix a need. I mean, you also created the problem, but you came up with an idea to fix the, Fix
0: problem, so. And so one of the other things that happened was I was doing my still running my software company and uh, doing Speedweed at the same time. So I'd be running around Los Angeles on the phone with, uh, you know, a congressman's uh, uh, assistant trying to help them fix their printer, by the way, which had nothing to do with, with what I uh, my software. But I always had to fix other problems because they'd always think it was linked. So and then uh, after I get off the phone, I'd hang up the phone. I would go sell gummy bears to a dispensary. And there was one particular time where I, we had a, a, a large, a large deal, um, uh, multiple thousands of dollars. And um, I came out of the dispensary, and I then I got a call from one of our clients in Minnesota who needed me to fly out to help them w- with their install. And the money I was going to get for that was about half the the of what the sale of these gummy bears just were. So I called my brother and I said, "Look." I got to tell you, I don't know if this is a side hustle anymore because I, I have to fly out to Minnesota in the winter right now and I have to fix their computer. it's you know, zero degrees weather. And we're going to get paid for that over a year if they pay their bills. I just sold all these gummy bears and they already want more. Well, we got to do is sit in the kitchen and make gummy bears. So so it started taking over. And because of it, we decided to just sell out our clientele to one of our other competitors uh, in the in the um, in the government space and moved on to cannabis.
1: Now, I've been I've been hearing a, a change in the subject a little bit, but I've been hearing pings in your in your background there. You're still playing poker right now. Uh,
0: I do play a lot of poker. <laughs> lot of here, here. Um so I play uh, 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 poker online. Um, probably since since COVID happened, probably uh, I would say daily for a few hours a day, and uh, I do pretty well. Uh, pr- when poker was legal uh, online, um, which is you know over ten years ago, back when I was in New York. Um, I played online semi-professionally, uh, and um, at that point, you were able to uh, track uh, all your winnings so people could look me up and see uh, that I was in the top 1% of all players for a certain game called Omaha Hilo, uh, which is sort of like uh, uh, Texas Hold'em. So if you don't mm-hmm. to play Texas Hold'em, you could figure out how to play Omaha Hilo, but it, it, it's like... Uh, multiple games at once is is what I'll say. So um, so uh, so I, I got invested in playing back then. Then they decided to make it illegal. So I haven't played in years online until COVID hit, and I found and I decided to say, "Hey, you know what? I'll I'll give it a shot and start playing again." But there was nowhere to play online, so you had to find a place that allows you to play poker online or you got to figure out how to play with your friends and venmo the money things like that um but since covid started i've been playing daily and really enjoying it
1: yeah i was hearing the the dings going off i assume that's what it was gino hangs out with us in uh in the kill tony discord and uh, plays you know he's like playing stuff we're singing karaoke or
0: (laughs) you know uh, again with um with better box studios. I'm fortunate. I, I'm able to, to, um, spend time with you guys while you guys yeah. are on board. I'm here at the studio now, uh, in my studio, uh, besides the streaming media that we do for the comedians from, from the comedy store. I also okay. have built a, uh, uh another studio that uh, you could do karaoke in, which we mainly use for fun at, at this point. However, uh, pre COVID, I was building out three studios within my my studio. So now we'll see what happens after COVID calms down. Right now, uh, um, I got uh, a, a a lot of shows going on, but I only need my one big studio for it.
1: Yeah, uh, you gave us a tour one time. It's, it's a really nice studio. It's yeah. so cool. He's got like a uh, secret pastures. It's a whole thing. Had to be there. Had to be there for that one. <laughs>
0: We do have secret passageways throughout the whole place. Uh, it's uh, That's important. You, you need to be able to escape.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, now I don't. Now I'm lost. I, so, I made yeah, you this ticker I, right here. And I was like, oh, yeah, what was I, I, I going to ask him? I was like well, in the middle of making stuff.
0: <laughs> you know, so I, I told you a lot about Speedweed and, and what I do. and. Yeah. and- Stuff, But again, I feel like the most interesting thing is me um, uh, just being in Hollywood and getting to be a fly on the wall around uh, so many of the people that that uh, uh, are admired, you know, from uh, from music to acting and especially comedy uh, by uh, since I sponsored all the live shows at the Comedy Store 20 a month, um, including Joe Rogan's the Sam Tripoli's Joe. Uh, no. uh, crosses uh, again i'm in a small space with no one but the most famous people in the world and uh, and again the conversation that you guys get to hear on podcasts are are amazing but when i have just me and joey diaz and joe rogan uh and uh, you know a few other comedians in the green room getting to hear those conversations is a really blessed, fortunate, um, um, thing. So again, as a fly on the, yeah, walk, I can see, see things that, that people really only wish for.
1: Yeah. Uh, you were talking about some of the, the celebrities and, uh, you told me that you liked, you're a fan of Alex Jones. And I told you, uh, Randy here does a great Alex Jones. <laughs>
0: here, Randy.
2: I actually had a idea for something. Did you see the Ben Shapiro thing where he, uh, was Talking about wet pussies being a medical condition,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, something
1: like that. Yeah,
2: I just had an idea for a skit, and there's no way I could put it together. But there's a skit where they're playing poker, it's Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, and Jordan Peterson. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you know, when you're uh down there and you're touching a private area and it's uh wet, and you're like, oh no, she has a medical condition. (laughs) Okay, what are you talking about? Medical condition, all right, uh, answer me this are are you a virgin? Oh my God, that is unacceptable. Okay, I cannot have my friend Ben being a virgin. This is unacceptable. This is part of the globalist agenda. I can't take it. No, we are going to get this fixed. We're going to fix this right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to fix this from now on. Your dick is my dick. We're going to get you laid.
0: That's that's a good impression. You're pretty spot on.
1: (laughs) Your dick is my dick is going down on the pad. (laughs) That was a line from 40-year-old virgin. You ever saw that? Yeah, I just don't remember that line in it. Right? <laughs> yeah, anyways. That's Ugh. a pretty good skit. I was yeah, telling I- me you should like do videos of these, you know, do different characters on TikTok and stuff. I think you would do all right.
0: I think you should. Important to get Gotta <laughs> get the content out there.
2: I still want to do the detective with Ben Shapiro and uh Alex Jones as a detect- a buddy cop movie.
1: And how that's- would that go? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, we know where the drugs are going, but we know it goes a lot deeper than that. We know that these people are demons, and they are coming straight from hell, and we will not take it anymore. Okay, Ben, Ben, or Ben. <laughs> Alex, in. Alex, calm down. Alex, we can't just go in there without a warrant, okay? If we go in there without a warrant, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is they're going to walk. They're going to walk free. I don't want that, and you don't want that. More on the Fourth Amendment. in But First, let's talk about shaving. <laughs> we, the Dollar Shave Club. <laughs>
0: So of course on uh, Joe Rogan nine eleven with Alex Jones, uh, he smoked my joints. Uh, you know that's that's a that's an accolade for me that I know. Yeah. You know uh, Joe once yeah, said to me, uh, um He said it to me last year. Was a re- one of the uh, was a really nice thing for him to say. He said, you know, um, because because of your blunts, um, you know, it sparked some of the most important conversations of, of the in- entire century. And I said, you know, that's really uh you know something that touches me because just to be one small sliver you know i know i'm i'm not even one percent point zero 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 one percent you know influence on on that the entire zeitgeist that's uh uh, i think um you know something special now of course i'm just delivering cannabis but uh that that uh you know it gets equated that that way
2: I started yelling like Alex Jones and all the movement in the other room just stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, was it one of your joints uh, that Elon Musk smoked?
0: Yeah. Well, that was a blunt, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You made him step down. I unintentionally stepped down as CEO for a couple of months.
0: <laughs> you no, know, uh, it, it, it's a small part of, of the zeitgeist, you know. It's a small, <laughs> small part, but you know. Uh, by, no. by the way, uh, his stock went up to, went way back up to four twenty. So uh, it actually, uh, you know, I think is is something to recognize.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought that was funny. He tried his first uh, blunt, I guess. First try, you know, marijuana on. Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and then like a week later had to step down as CEO for like a month or two. I can't remember. That they were wild. they were upset about that.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I don't I I don't think that was his first time, although he didn't really know what he was doing.
1: Yeah. It was a very cool conversation though.
0: Yeah. I was uh pretty
1: I was
2: pretty taken by the part where he was talking about life being a simulation. And if he's like, if life was a simulation, then how boring is the real world? Yeah. <laughs> this is the video game.
0: Uh, you know, I, 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 agree. Um, I do, I do think that, uh, I, I believe in simulation theory probably more than any other possibility for us. I don't, I don't know what that says about me, but I, I do think we are living in a simulation.
1: I think about it a lot too. Uh, matrix made it real big, like almost real for people. I think after that came out, everybody was like, we're, you know, we're all hooked up to machines. <clears throat> uh. Uh, gino was saying that he might have to head out early i don't know how much time he got left but
0: No, um, i'm good for at least another 15 20 minutes uh, or whenever you guys are already i don't want to be uh taking up the whole podcast if you got uh, other stuff going on
1: no you're good no, that's this we're, is pretty much it yeah this is pretty much all we do um he's <laughs> you said you were going to uh, like a drive-in theater is it like a, a an actual movie or a comedy drive-in
0: Uh, so we actually created a drive-in, uh, by projecting, um, movies on the, um, onto the back of, um, the Onda's, which is right next door to the, uh, comedy store. Um, uh, um, let's see here. Uh, so what, what we do is every week we, um, we put up a classic movie. Uh, we did, uh. Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. We did uh, almost famous. Uh, Tonight we're doing Goodfellas because it's the San Gennaro Festival. Um, uh, Let's see uh, what else. uh, um, So uh, you you know, oh, we did Helen Louise as well. Uh, So so uh, it's something to do that socially distanced. You got to be able to start getting back to some kind of normalcy. uh, We're lucky here because of the weather in L.A. So we're able to do it probably, you know, for the considerable future uh, here throughout the winter. So, uh, so yeah, so that's right next door to the comedy store. And, and uh, I was doing some live comedy with it. I had Ali Makovsky on and Annie Letterman, but uh, they're not allowing that right now. So the city shut that part down. So now we're just doing, uh, you know, what we can, which is going to be movies until they allow us to put com- comedy back in there again. Uh, so
1: that's, that's weird to me that they'll allow you to stare at a screen with a picture or like a building with a picture on it, but not somebody standing in front of that building. That's just odd. It's an odd thing.
0: So uh, I wanted to show you guys uh, the box that I uh, gave to Joe. Uh, it okay. might make it a little uh, uh, better. Let's see if, see if this will work. All
1: right. <laughs> All right. If you guys can't see that, you just.
0: Uh. All right. Hold on. Hold on.
1: This, this is Gino. From Speedweed. And this is the new Speedweed JRE box. Lay it on them,
2: Gino. Look at the, oh, look at the lights. Look at the lights, folks. <laughs> blood. Salute. And lift the sucker up so we can see. And now when the guests come. Get the nice. Yeah.
0: So with uplift rolls. What's in there. Uplift, relax. inside each one of these is uh uh eighth of pre-rolls uh from Doug um some edibles and um uh, also you got uh inside let's see eight pre-rolls this uh half lit uh edible once you're done you plant the stick add water and you're
2: growing your own weed What? living in the future here so you eat the lollipops And then plant the stick and it grows weed. That's it. Standing. And
0: then this, this is weed wine. They are not fucking around here in California. It's pink. Weed wine. Pink cannabis uh, infused. uh, The brand is Stonebush. So, anyway, Uh, uh, so that's the box that I fill up. Uh, Hopefully, we didn't uh, create any kind of copyright violation. I I think it
1: came in all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, it's right off of his Instagram. So, um,
1: so go, go to Joe Rogan's Instagram and scroll to find. I'm sure he missed a lot though. <laughs> well, we mentioned
2: Joe Rogan now, now it's time to mention Tony Hawk. Oh yeah. yeah. Because the Tony Hawk game came out today.
1: Oh,
0: Wait, Tony-, I- Tony Hawk. I mean, back in the day, that was my number one game on PlayStation one. Oh, yeah. That- yeah. is that that when we first came out? Uh, you know, I'm in my, my forties. So, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I've probably seen a lot more video game games uh, iteration. Did you guys even remember the original Tony Hawk? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That
2: was my childhood, man.
0: Yep, loved it.
2: But uh, yeah, the remaster came out today. It's one and two, both together. And I've oh, got nice. that shit. We we made a last minute run how to Walmart.
1: Much is it? Yeah, I was gonna say how much. it? was is like it? thirty bucks. All right, I might so actually buy that too.
2: We made a last minute run to Walmart to get this damn game because I didn't know it came out today. I thought it came out next month. And it's just, uh, I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting for it to like set up and download on the okay. PlayStation. I know I was there and I was tired. I've had a rough day. My legs are tired. I'm hot. It's hotter than hell right now. And we're walking around and I'm tired of doing all this walking around. And right as I think about how tired I am walking around, I see a guy in one of those scooters and he's got no legs. <laughs> and I felt like such an asshole because. I could have got one of those fucking scooters Yeah, and, uh, I would have been riding around. So,
1: yeah. It's a good way to look at life.
0: (laughs) I I tore, uh, uh, my calf muscle a few weeks back and I I had the rider and I looked fine, obviously, you know, you can't tell. Uh, but in the supermarket I had to ride around on one of those carts and people were staring me down, (laughs) you know, like I was just going for a joy ride, but I couldn't walk.
1: It's glaucoma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> anyways I got a
2: jacked up knee from a fall from a few years ago and uh I'm scared that one day it's going to get bad enough that I have to ride around in those things and people are just going to assume it's because I'm fat <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean I, enjoy- I, I enjoyed the ride it, it, huh? it wasn't it wasn't bad uh, certainly if uh, everyone was on one of those uh they'd enjoy it
1: I- Back when I was like uh, in my early 20s, I used to work at Walmart and we just tried those around for fun. Like the night shift, we'd be there like two or three in the morning, (laughs) just riding them around.
2: I can see that. I worked at the warehouse and we had the uh, rideable pallet jacks Mm. that you could just ride around. And that, that that was hellaciously fun, man.
1: You ever had a thing at your job that you could ride around? <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I, my first job, uh, a private jet, maybe. As, as a uh, as a kid, I worked in a beer distributor, and uh, I used to uh, drive the high-low. Of course, I wasn't allowed to, but uh, we would drive that thing and do donuts in the parking lot and things like that. Uh, I really enjoyed that job. We would stack the uh, uh, pallets of, of beer cases so high that they it, it would be about 20 feet high or so. And um, we would, me and we would make it so that you could get to the back of them and get to the top. And me and a few of my friends that uh, went to high school or uh, worked together, we would take naps on top of the pallets because the uh, boss yeah. couldn't see us there and he was drunk usually. So um, uh, one of my favorite, favorite jobs. It was one of the only jobs I ever had because I've been an entrepreneur since 21. So. um I wish. Yeah, so that was one of the, one of the first and only jobs I ever had.
1: I think I'll have to talk to you more in depth one of these days about entrepreneurship and all that stuff because I've been interested in that stuff my entire life. I've always wanted to have my own online type business, but uh, we can do that another time. They've, I mean, anyone the podcast has heard me talk about that hundreds of times.
0: <laughs> anyone can do it. It just just takes uh devotion, you know, dedication to to the time. That's all. You know, uh, there's a saying that um. I'm not sure who who it gets attributed to, but uh it's an, an entrepreneur is the only person who'll work eighty hours a week to avoid working forty hours a week um, yeah you know and uh and and that's important you know uh because you're really never done so you know as soon as I'm uh done at the Ondas tonight I'll be back back in uh better box working um I'll be sitting here playing poker. Uh, Maddie will probably be doing karaoke and I'll be in and out of there, but I'll also be working on one of our online businesses that, uh, sells things through Amazon that, uh, you know, that I have to, um, you know, uh, work on and, uh, you know, we're shipping out a whole bunch of products and, you know, I have to use special tools to make sure all the products, uh, are clean and, uh, appropriately, um, uh. Uh, packaged for Amazon because uh, Amazon fulfilled uh, by Amazon. It's called the FBA program. Yeah,
1: what uh, I'm interested in
0: when you send things in, they need to be correct. And I know as, as a consumer, I want to get products that when I open it, did we lose them? Oh, kinda. You're you're extremely happy happy with it. I don't want to see dented boxes. I don't want to see stickers on things. You know, and with the FBA program, a lot of times what you're doing is you're selling products that are um, uh, uh, are you know bought in bulk or uh, you know uh, gotten clearance things like that. Um, so yeah, so it's important to uh, make sure as as an entrepreneur. Yeah, Give your consumer the most consistent experience. Every time they open a box from from your company, they should be happy to open that box and be excited about what they paid for.
1: Speaking of opening boxes, go to BallWash.com. Use promo code STMPOD at checkout. Save yourself 15 percent. They have nuts, butts and body wash, nut rub, solid cologne and sack spray to neutralize odor. Take care of your balls, people. <laughs> You've been on point
2: with these segues
1: lately. Thank you. com promo code SCM pod at checkout.
2: Just smoothly transition right into the promotion. That was that was well done. This
1: time I didn't put up the thing, though. That was my bad. Now it's up there. Anyways, yeah, that's my uh my exact business model that I've always wanted to get into is Amazon FBA. And yeah. I've talked about it quite a few times. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind actually doing like a one-on-one sometime and actually get in depth with you of on on some stuff like that, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Sure. And so uh, one of my other companies is a candle company that sponsors uh, a lot of the shows. Um, that's uh, um, uh, called damn good candle company, damn where you can buy our candles. Uh, we had a Tony Hinchcliffe candle. We have a few, few celebrity candles. Um, but uh, that's one of the things that we fulfill on Amazon as well. So besides just having my own e-commerce store for the candles, if you just want to buy them on Amazon, you can um, it doesn't matter to me because that uh, on Amazon, they take care of the advertising. You don't have to do anything. You're sending them into their, the fulfilled by Amazon, um, um, you know, uh, um, program. And uh, once it's there, it's you're pretty much done. So uh, it is a uh, if you follow the follow the steps the right way and pick the right products. It's definitely a, a lucrative way to make money, especially as a side hustle during COVID.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested in that.
0: You know, uh, and, and for me, uh, uh, that's something that, um, the FBA program is something that I, um, was interested in to help someone else learn how to do it. Um, so they could have their own side hustle and it became something that was so interesting to me that we're, I'm just adding it into the repertoire of the different businesses that we have.
1: Yeah, and I didn't know how in-depth um you wanted to get on this on this show, but I know you uh, are recording an EP right now, aren't you, for somebody?
0: Uh I don't know uh actually. Okay. Okay, yeah, we won't get into it then.
1: That's an that's an off-air conversation, but it's very cool and I will tell Randy when we're not recording. <laughs> but uh yeah, you you definitely do a bunch of cool stuff and you got a bunch of different side things. Uh multiple incomes is the way to go you yeah. have multiple streams of income. Yeah. It's definitely the way to go. And I'm trying, but uh my stocks are down. I don't have a side hustle and I'm just working 80 hours a week just cuz. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, to ask for days off, which I hate. I have, I have no I
2: have no nose for the market. I mean, I, my background is in print journalism for God's sake. Newspapers are dead. I I didn't even have the sense to go into broadcasting.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, hey,
0: yeah, he's going. It's up to
1: you. Well, I want to Does that mean you got to go?
0: Well, uh, Maddie's here. We're going to be going to the driving theater. You want to say hello to the Hi. podcast, the podcast world? I look cute. Hi. Hello. She's all Barbie. Oh. <laughs> Can we see the shirt? Yeah. Barbie. <laughs> oh, it's not, oh, it says Barbie down on in red there. You can't yeah. really see it. Yeah. And then. Yeah. It's very sure. And my phone case is Barbie. You okay. <laughs> have to
1: look really close to read it.
0: Welcome to L.A., guys. They look ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I like Maddie. She's the only one that laughs at my jokes. So,
0: <laughs> Well, uh, so after the Andas, uh, typically we go down to the comedy store if something's going on there and uh, broadcast from there. Um, and, uh, you know, that, uh, like, like I said, uh, I get to be a fly on the wall. I'm glad that I could broadcast to you guys in the world and, uh, you know, that wants to see and get to see a little piece of what I can show. I mean, a lot of, a lot of things, of course I can't show, but uh, just, you know, for people who are out there in the world that haven't had a chance to get to LA or have, get to hear about the comedy store on all these podcasts, all these comedians um, this way, they get to kind of get a glimpse into, you know, the world of uh, where, where all this is happening. You know, it's a really special place.
1: Yeah, we didn't even get into all of the stories you probably have with with some of the greatest comedians there ever was. Sure. And I don't think we'll have enough time before you have to go to get into all of that.
0: But well, but uh, you know, I, you I do have to go, but I, I'm happy happy to sit on and and talk to you guys at any time. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've met some of the best out there.
2: Well, now I appreciate the stories about starting your business, man. I don't know if you noticed, I was over here taking notes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's great. You know, again, all it takes is determination. That, that's all. You know, um, a lot of people uh, see uh, the obstacles that it takes and, and you know, give up. Uh, I've been really fortunate to also have uh, my brother and my sister-in-law as my partners uh, who are um, a lot smarter than I am. You know, so, um, so I get to be more on the production side of things uh, where uh, they get to be more on the admin side of things. You know, I, I'm the face of the companies and and get the word out and and um, and uh, they're the ones who who run run it. Um, you know, they manage all of our employees and things like that. So it's good to also as you grow to have a good team. And again, uh, been very fortunate that way. But anyone could be an entrepreneur. Anyone could start, and uh, they they should. I mean, you I always. To- I always felt like I was you would be undervaluing your time once someone says I'll pay you this much in an hour's time. Um because that limits you. Uh you know that means that's all you all you're going to get even if you start getting raises, it's not going to be for double. It's not going to be for triple, you know? So the only way to really um, stack stack uh, money uh, on top of more money is to do it on your own, to figure out a, a way uh, to build wealth that, that isn't based on someone just saying an hour of your time is worth $25, $45, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, do you want to go ahead and plug all your stuff and make sure people know where to find you?
0: Yeah, nothing really to plug. Speedweed.com if you're in LA. Uh, if you're looking for CBD stuff, we're going to ha- have that linked uh, as well in the next 30 days, and that'll be all over the country. If you want to go to um, and talk to me on any social media, there's uh, there's the Instagram, speedweed.la. My personal is where's underscore Gino. I guess I put it in incorrectly, not dash underscore. Where's mm-hmm. underscore Gino. And uh, Twitter is at speedweed. So happy to come on again anytime guys uh it's been a been a pleasure
1: better box studios and and dab what is it damn good damn good code. Code.
0: Com. You want candles damn dot betterboxtv.com yeah. is uh, uh the studio and uh you know certainly uh anything you guys are interested in hit me up on the DMs i'm happy to talk to all all the all, uh, all the people out there
1: all right. Well, thanks for coming on. It was good. It was great to see you. We'll probably close out the show for a little bit and do our plugs in a, in a bit. But yeah, go ahead and uh, take off. Thanks for coming. We'll probably chat at you tomorrow.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: See ya. <laughs> All right. It's just me and Randy time. Uh, okay. Good old me and Randy time. Gotta love them.
2: Here. Actually. I actually wanted to start an argument with you, but I also know you wanted to do wanted to start doing uh, patron only shows. Yeah. So I'm thinking for the first patron only show, uh, we can do Superman versus Batman.
1: Let me get rid of this because because uh, it's covering our faces. There we go. What? What This thing. Oh, I guess we could leave it on. It's not too bad. Oh, well.
2: I was thinking for the first patron show, we could do Batman versus Superman because you're a Batman fan and I'm a Superman fan. Okay. I figured we'd just spend a half hour to an hour just arguing about it.
1: Yeah, we are going to try to start getting into more Patreon stuff because I've had Patreon with whatever I put on there in the beginning. It's been like two years. We've got a couple patrons now. Um, they don't get anything for their money. So I was going to be like, I'm just going to start calling in the Discord from the truck or something and and doing something that way. But. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll grab it some people work. from the Discord. Shout out to uh, K and Z, by the way, for being our only patrons, and Brian still from the Herfcast. You guys are awesome, and uh, all they want from us is good content, which I apologize yeah. ahead of time.
2: I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he was. Uh, uh K told me that uh, all the money he's been giving us was went to the tattoo that I got because <sighs> apparently he enjoyed seeing me in pain. So maybe I'll just keep doing stuff like that. You just have
2: to get like tattoos every week until you're just covered in ink. Like, yeah. You got them all over your face.
1: Yeah. Somebody else told me that they would come in and give me a free tattoo, but he's not uh, licensed. So.
2: Oh yeah. Jailhouse tat. All right. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I know the guy, he seems like an all right kid, but, uh, I don't know if I want to get a tattoo like that. Uh,
2: probably best to be above board with that kind of shit yeah man. you want to be on the books with it you don't want to you want to play around with that even if he you know probably you know even if he knows what he's doing it's uh, nothing personal
1: i went to oh yeah by the way i got a new uh, vape tank it's the Freemax. it's pretty sweet i got that today shout out to a witch's vape shop Holly's awesome. She's always hooking it up with cool stuff. So if you're ever in downtown Evanston, Miami, go to uh, a witch's vape shop. Tell her I sent you, and uh, nothing will happen for you. But she'll know that I sent you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I shoehorned my Walmart joke in there. I don't know
1: uh, Okay. how yeah, well
2: that delivery went. But, uh, yeah, shoehorned a Walmart joke in there. But I had another incident from Walmart that I wanted to share. Okay. Uh, there was this gorgeous and I don't know if it's cause the car show or what
1: if it was the mask or gorgeous new Mustang. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk driving, about
2: driving oh. through the parking lot. And me and Emily were both staring at this Mustang. We're getting ready to drive off and we both stop and we're about to get in the car. And we're just staring at it as it drives by. And I just had these moments cause you know, I have moments. I- I'll just say it. I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, So I just had this moment. I just yelled, uh, hey, you want to drive by one more time? We want another look. And uh, Mustang turns a corner, and it's this uh, blonde girl who's about in her 20s. I was expecting some Mm -hmm. dude who looks like you. Okay. It was like a blonde girl in her 20s, and I'm like, oh, shit. Driving a Mustang vibe? Does does she know I'm talking about her? or Does she know I'm talking about the car? Does she think I'm talking about her? And at that point, I'm like a kid who just threw a baseball through his neighbor's window. I'm like, run. Let's just get, floor it, floor it, let's go, let's go.
1: Uh, Speaking of the car show I went, that's why I've got this green wristband. Shout out to the Evanston car show. (laughs) Johnny, uh, he was trying hard this year to put it together, but they had to, they couldn't do Main Street because of COVID this year, so they were just trying to figure something out. So I went down there and checked out of his car, talked to some of the car guys that I know.
2: Which is weird, because as far as uh, activities go, car shows should be one of the safer ones. Yeah,
1: you'd think so. uh... I don't know. But uh, speaking of car shows and cars, I got a new car that I'm planning. on putting in a car show here soon. Hopefully by next year, I'll be able to go into some of the car shows. Um, Mm. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. Me and a buddy are going to try to turn it over this week. And I think tomorrow night, I'm going to drink a bunch of beer in the garage and see if we can't get the thing to turn over so that'll be fun yeah it should be a lot of money a lot of time a lot of fun hopefully when it's done
2: yeah but it'll be worth it i'm sure that's uh
1: 1973 uh volkswagen super beetle um wolfsburg edition it was my grandpa's it was uh handed down to me because they didn't know which kid to give it to and which my mom didn't want everybody fighting over it and uh i convinced everybody that it should go to me (laughs) And here we are. Yeah. Now I have it. So let's see what happens. The problem is my mom's car broke on the way here delivering it to us. Uh, and they've spent all week trying to figure out how they're going to get home. They got the truck shipped home. And so that's in California. But they're just still here. They've been borrowing my car. trying. They They don't know if they're going to buy a new one, rent one, what. But they've been looking around. And so they've spent the whole week doing that. And I, I mean, they came down for a week vacation to end to bring me the bug and I have not seen them more than 10 minutes since they've been here. Cause they've been running around trying to figure out their lives uh, and how to get home. So that's been fun. Did you know have vacations yeah. that turn into a pain in the ass.
2: Oh yeah. Those are always, and then you need a vacation. Then going back feels like the vacation
1: vacation from your vacation.
2: Exactly. I don't know. I'd, I'd come by and help you out, but, uh, you know, my stepdad was a mechanic. He taught me everything he knows, but I I didn't learn a damn bit of it. Yeah, my he, he taught me. I just didn't learn it.
1: My dad wasn't really around much. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> moving on.
2: I was, just, I was just a little shithead growing up, man. I don't, I won't even lie.
1: I just have uh, daddy issues. Um, nah, he's he's fine. Everything's fine. That's why you keep calling me daddy. Yeah. All right. Speaking of daddy issues, go to spunkloop.com. <laughs> His Promo code has to be bought at checkout. <laughs> again with the transitions you're getting better at these <laughs> Spunklube.com, our original sponsor who is still around today i've got so much lube that uh i could fit a whale through a doorway i don't know what the fuck uh, and analogy that is uh spunklube.com so you save yourself 15 percent at checkout. out that's the hip-hop. um i don't know why there was a daddy issue uh, running out of steam here
2: I know you're you're a fart so hard it clears your sinuses.
1: I breathe in. <laughs> I wouldn't do that right now. That's... I, just, I just breathe in. <sighs> no, I don't. I can't say. Did I have. you shit
2: your pants? No, I just blew my nose. That's what happened. It's like thanks to COVID. Thanks to COVID, all my jokes are going to be about Walmart farts and TV. That's you it. should have just...
1: a like a YouTube channel called thanks to COVID thanks to COVID and be a whole segment or we could, I guess we could do that on the show if you want to do a separate segment.
2: Like Thanks. Yeah. Thanks to 2020. This has been a morbid ass fucking year, man.
1: Low key. Fuck 2020. Anybody hear that song? I have not. TikTok vibes. Anyways. Oh man. My wife has been, um, saying a lot of TikTok things. Uh Like she'll be chilling. We were at her mom's house earlier today and she goes, uh, it was the cat here for me. It's a TikTok thing. And I was like, there's no way your mom understands what the hell you're talking about right now. Because unless you're like deep into TikTok, you have no idea what that reference is. So shout out, I guess, if you uh, understand these references. And I keep hearing songs. Like we were at the car show and they played like the original country song. But all I kept hearing was the horrible TikTok lyrics that somebody dubbed over.
2: Which song is
1: this It's a country song i couldn't tell you the name of the song oh, okay yeah i
2: don't know because i fell off with the tiktok thing man i
1: oh it's uh she was looking like a crack i fucked her in the asshole that's the only version of the song i know okay but apparently it's a real song <laughs> they were play. they started playing it at the car show and i was like wait they're playing this horrible song right now <laughs> uh,
2: that's gotta mess you up a little bit at least
1: Anyways, so if you're into TikTok, if not, yeah, cause everything
2: fuck I've, yourself. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, at this point, everything I've got is, like, fart jokes and jokes about fucking Star Trek. That's, that's all my track. new material. Are yeah.
1: you still writing? Still writing?
2: I'm still, waiting still for writing. It? it just depends. It's Most of my material just comes from fucked up shit that happens to me because I'm a shit magnet. And, uh, you know, so... You know, you, don't, you can't really go out and do anything. So it's really hard to come up with new material unless you're just like sitting there trying to write. But it's always my when I sit there and try to think of jokes, man, that's always my weakest shit. And uh, like.
1: There you go. There's a, another shit joke. You just yeah, exactly.
2: But no, I had uh, I did have a, a delivery where I went to someone and they were playing. They were like all just hanging out and playing around in a pool on a hot day. My car doesn't have fucking air conditioning. So I'm just sitting there driving by this place, giving them the death glare. Because the last time I was in a fucking pool, my coworkers were betting on how soon I'd kill myself. That's that's the last fucking pool I was in.
1: Yeah, I was going to write. Sorry, I'm moving on. I was, <laughs> was going to write a minute for Kill Tony, and he was supposed to be here on the 11th. So, I was trying to think, like, do I want to try to go up? Do I not want to try to go up? And then they canceled it because it was too interactive. And they replaced it with uh, just Tony Hinchcliffe coming down here and doing four shows in Salt Lake at Wise Guys. So, I uh, emailed Keith back because I think he takes care of all the emails over there at Wise Guys. He emailed me and said, What do you want to do? Do you want to just trade it in for this ticket or do you want a different show or do you want your money back? And I was like, Just give me the 9 30 Friday. So we might have to do the show early next week. Oh, yeah, you might not even do the show next week.
2: Mm, Well, we'll see what happens then. But right now we've got to go, ladies and gentlemen. My Tony Hawk game just downloaded. Oh.
1: But first.
2: (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not in a hurry.
1: No, you're good. I might actually go home Um, and download the same thing. But yeah, I was gonna change my or I didn't know what I want to do, but I actually ended up going to that. I'm just gonna go to Tony Hench Club at 9 30 on Friday. That's the whole point of this story. All right. (laughs) We <laughs> kill tony speaking just, of gino and kill tony and, tony book and all
2: that. oh no i'll just sit here in the studio by myself making fun of different voices and shit
1: okay do you think you could do an hour show by yourself i don't know like uh i don't
2: i don't know i would Bill be, Burr does. i don't know i don't know i don't think i could i don't think i could but then again i never do until i've done it you know you just got to shit your pants and dive in
1: Man, I, I can talk to myself in my head sometimes, but I don't think I could carry on a conversation. I mean, I even tried. So I did a live last night or the night before. I can't remember on, on our uh, Instagram. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just hop on live, answer some questions or whatever. I guess it was a little late. It was like 1030. But one person got on and watched. Shout out to Bailey. One person got on and watched and was talking to me. And I was like, oh, this went, this plan went very well
2: oh yeah i can see that (laughs) i mean 10 30 our time that's like half the country is uh past midnight at that point
1: yeah and i was like trying to have a conversation with my with myself while i was driving and it just was not working out for me (laughs) because i just pointed the camera at the road you know and i was like just talking to the ether with one person watching
2: i can see ups and downs on each and each
1: uh on the camera because i'm driving yeah yeah yeah, that too
2: Yeah. No, I, I can see ups and downs on each thing because it's like when we're doing a show right here, uh, like one of the big things is I never know when to jump in, yeah, because I don't like to interrupt people. Um,
1: that was a big was thing like a lot I had, times like
2: with these, yeah, I, I, was, just jumping, have to jump I was jumping in, yeah. right
1: exactly. in on you, yeah, but no,
2: yeah, it seems like with podcasts, that's just the nature of the beast, you know, it's not really rude, you're just in the game,
1: trying to be trying to get your voice out there, right? Yeah, when Gina was talking, there was I had like all these jokes I wanted to try. Uh, fun fact for the people at home, like I mentioned earlier, me and Gino talk like every day, almost on Discord and stuff. Never laughs at my jokes, so I held back and I didn't want to interrupt him because I was see, going to interrupt him with a bunch of stupid jokes. Yeah, that...
2: I threw a few out there, and you could have warned me that he never laughs at your jokes,
1: man. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he just stares at me. But no, like, okay, I'll see myself out. Thanks, Gino.
2: I was going to throw one in there about a fucking going from sober October to can't remember September. Yeah, or November. Excuse me.
1: All right. Well, Tony Hawks out. I want to go home. My mom's making fettuccine Um, when your mom's in town, uh everyone here's family. I don't know. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm going to go to Ben's house and get some unlimited breadsticks.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I want to go spend some time with my mom. I want to play some video games. Which that is bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family,
2: not once. Not once did anyone who looked anything like my mother waved a fucking knife in my face and told me I was a mistake okay I want to feel like family when I go eat there okay
1: true but yeah we're gonna get the fuck out of here just kidding love you mom um sorry about last week like you said my mom came into town there was a whole mess of things that are happening COVID all that stuff
2: oh dude yeah man I had I had I had my own share of like family shit going
1: on Yeah, yeah yeah I know but you know fuck you it's my show i'll do the fuck i want so that's right sometimes we don't have one go fuck yourself uh we're gonna get the fuck out of here maybe next week shout sure. out to gino shout out to Speedweed. you want to call the shots donate to patreon and then you get a vote yeah sure everyone else's opinion can go to hell um yeah so randy where can people find your ass
2: uh i'm hard to miss i'm fatter than shit
1: um aside from
2: that uh,
1: Sounds like an awesome start to his song. Anyways, go on.
2: I'm hard to miss. I'm yep. fatter
1: than shit. It's a great chorus. I
2: should be pretty easy to hit. Uh Go on. I don't yeah, know. It's like right. Here. I got nothing. <laughs> uh Randy Garner humor on Instagram, uh also on Facebook and Restless Native, Native spelled with an 8 on Twitter, but Really don't buy. I'm never on Twitter anymore. It's I don't know if I'm following the wrong people, but it just seems like Twitter's the place to go when you're pissed off about something. And I, I, I got I can be pissed off without going online. I don't need that. I don't need help. I'm good.
1: I am at Never Been Funny on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and not very funny on uh, on Snapchat. I guess if you want that pictures of me sitting in my truck, um, you can follow us everywhere at STM pod. That's I put the wrong thing. I put sp- spunk loom up there. You can follow us everywhere at STM pod on all things social media, everything network, drama com. Check out our show. Check out three two and a half amigos. I almost said three and a half amigos. Check out Kelsey Hudgens show. Check out Amazing Nerd Show. All the fucking great shows on the network. we got six, seven, eight of them. I don't fucking know anymore. Uh but go there, check out all the shows on the network. They're great. Um yeah, I think that's it. I think we may have uh, the last ten minutes. We probably ruined the whole Gino interview. So yeah,
2: well, you know, <laughs> at at least by comparison, he, he will, you know, he was clearly the highlight of the show.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we had uh, we had two people watching. Now we have zero. So. I, I was one
2: of those people, so yeah, don't okay. take it too hard.
1: <laughs> well, that's what she said. Okay, moving on. Goodbye. Okay. Bye.
0: Let's go fuck yourself.
1: He's a dummy. Bye-bye.
0: I got my finger on the trigger and I'm ready to pull! Look into my eyes and tell me what you see! and in my eyes, I'm a my head feeling in my soul And I just have to set free i got to live in a life That I just got to believe Rise up, rise up Everybody lock and look The government is burning down The bodies all are piling up for living